Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Rich in Springfield, New Jersey. Hey, Rich. Hey, guys. I, you know what, Evan? I got to chime in. I, I agree with you with the Mets not wanting to uh, touch Bauer because of the baggage with that whole scenario. I yeah. get it. But the Yankees, and, and Tiki, I wonder if you would agree with me. That players, and if you look at history of, of, of players that are, that are brought over, brought in, you're, you're getting the player, not, not because, well, he pitched okay in Japan, he was out for a year, he was hurt. You're getting the player by the possible potential that that player can bring. Yes, and of course. And if you look at, you know, you know, you're looking at Verlander and Scherzer, these guys were 40-year-olds. They were brought in because of the potential that they could bring. I mean, we could even go back to Daryl and, 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 and Doc Gooden off the scrap heap. They brought them in because of the potential that these players could bring. So as far as I'm concerned, the Yankees, you know, potentially Bauer could be a flat Well, but, but Rich, yeah. Rich, where I disagree with you is I don't think the Yankees are in position to go for the potential guy. They should go for the reliable guy. Yeah, and that's the, and that's the only issue that you have with Trevor Bauer. All the other stuff aside, forget the stuff that we're talking about, the, the, the woman stuff and the pitching in Japan. You just don't know what you're going to get because he hasn't pitched in Major League Baseball for two and a half years. That's what I'm saying. And so it's just, it's, it's, so you're talking about potential. Yeah, it's probably going to be cheap because he's desperate to get back into the league, but it, the potential, yeah, I don't, how high is that? Is it is it really high or is it Cy Young high like it was whatever year, 18? Or is it kind of, you know, just good? And I don't think good is worth it for all the other baggage that now you add back onto the back end of it. Yeah, so this isn't fair, but this is reality concerning Trevor Bauer. And this has nothing to do with the off-the-field stuff. His best season, the season that enamored me, the season that caused me on this radio station, I want to own it, to want to sign Trevor Bauer passionately going into 2021 Mm -hmm. was what he did in 2020. And what he did in 2020 is he made 11 starts during the pandemic, and in those 11 starts was brilliant. He won a Cy Young. Some people don't want to count that Cy Young. Yeah. There was a Cy Young that season. He wanted. He was the best pitcher. Is it different than other Cy Youngs? Of course it is. Just yeah. like 1981 is going to be different. Yeah, but seven. So 18 was his other great year. Right. That was a long, That was six years ago. Though. Exactly though. So so what are we what are we basing his success? Well, that's the right? concern it, I is have. It, is it historically this good, or is it eh, a little hit here? 2018, well, little hit here, 2020. That's the problem. Okay like, in Japan. I thought in 2020, and I remember saying this on the air, I think Bauer's figured it out. I think he's one of the best pitchers in baseball. That's why I said it here, I want Trevor Bauer. And obviously he didn't pick the Mets, and that whole ordeal went down. He then starts off the following year proving me right. He was great. Like, there's no denying it. He made 17 starts for the Dodgers. He had a 2.59 ERA. He was tremendous. And then it all stopped. And we know why it all stopped. Mm-hmm. And the reason doesn't even matter in the terms of baseball and what he is. 
Of course it matters, but I'm talking about the fact that after July, I think it was, or June of 2021, he didn't pitch again. And then in 2022, he didn't pitch again. And then in 2023, he's in Japan and he's fine. I don't have a track record that tells me he's more reliable than Marcus Stroman. And if your answer is, well, yes, it's because he was suspended, who cares? He didn't pitch. Well, That's then- my point. I think Stroman's more reliable. Bauer's best season was during a pandemic year, and while he was beginning to show us it was real, it's been two and a half years of not pitching in Major League Baseball. I can't just throw that away and say, well, things happened. No, he hasn't pitched. Ev, then I think we could all agree on this, right? Signing Marcus Stroman, however the length would be, one, three, four, however long the year is going to be. Do you believe that his salary is likely in a Yankee situation going to prevent them from trading for another big pitching salary in the at the deadline? It shouldn't. Okay. You're in a win-now year. It shouldn't, but let's play in terms of the reality that we know the Yankee situation to be. The way they crunch the books. They're already going over the luxury tax. Like they have to continue but, to go but over it, They're going to be every penny counts. Everything you've laid out for Bauer tells me, the more and more I'm convinced— He's not going to get anywhere close to what Strowman will get for a year or two. I agree. So I agree with you. If the back or like the lottery ticket you take on Bauer is either dysfunction or he isn't very good or both, the Yankees very easily could be in the mix to trade for whoever the top starter is to become at the deadline if it already didn't work but out. Sean, Sean, I don't think they will be if they Sean, pay Strowman. Forget the salaries for a second. Forget the numbers. That's not why you don't want Strowman. That's not why you don't want him. You well, don't want, why arguments. don't you want him? Why don't you want him? I don't want... Because he tweeted angry stuff at you once? Mm-hmm. At me? No. How about everybody? It's not about... Yeah, but I think the argument doesn't hold... It's not him. It, it doesn't hold on-field weight. You know what I mean? It, 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 All right. It doesn't... It doesn't Does it doesn't Aaron Rodgers speak every week hold on-field on weight? No. I don't think so. I, I think I think if Aaron Rodgers could go on McAfee and say, God, I hate playing for this Jets team, and then go out and throw for five touchdowns and win 35 to whatever... And we'd be like, all right, whatever, who cares? I don't care what he says. Is it not yet insufferable that you're tired of hearing about it every week? <laughs> yeah, of course. Okay. I don't of course. Want, I'm but sorry. But that's not going to happen in baseball. I'm no, just telling but, you. But it just, what not, it will just happen, doesn't happen. What will happen is, because it's baseball, because even the best players struggle, anytime Marcus Stroman in this town yeah. with a history of saying what he said about fans in this town struggles, Marcus Stroman cannot help himself. So you could point to any singular person at Twitter. Marcus Stroman is going to tweet multiple stupid things that then he gets asked about and they create stupid Sean, distractions that I don't think he's a good enough when, pitcher to want to deal with on my team. When he did that with the Mets in 2021, was it ever a distraction for the team? Mm-hmm. Again, Evan, I'm sorry. This is a little true serum. You're the Mets, we're the Yankees. <laughs> and when you're the Yankees and you're all in on one year with Juan Soto, anything that might seem like a less of a distraction with the distraction with the Mets is a much bigger distraction on the Yankees. Sorry. End of story, period, stop. You're wrong though. I'm right. You're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Joe in Montvale, New Jersey. What's up, Joe? What's going on, guys? Great show. Great listening to you guys. Um Evan, you brought up a great point about Marcus Stroman being best for business for the Yankees. Yeah. CM Punk was best for business going back to the WWE. Marcus Stroman is not. Why? At all. Why? I agree 100% with Sean. I don't want a guy on Twitter because he gets booed because he gives up seven runs in the first inning and has his feelings hurt. I want the Yankees to go back out. Brian Cashman 
to swallow his pride, admit that Jordan Montgomery is the pitcher that he, he was with the Texas Rangers because he traded him because he said he was not a playoff Joe, pitcher. Joe, I'm glad that you pivoted to Montgomery because that's fine. I like Jordan Montgomery. I've been very high on him for the New York match. I think he's the best is yet to come for Jordan Montgomery. And if Brian Cashman can swallow his pride and admit he was wrong about Marcus Stroman, why can't he admit he was wrong about Jordan Montgomery? And I'm glad you pivoted because it bothers me. And luckily, our last caller didn't do it. It bothers me to hear people say, I'm more bothered by mean tweets than a guy who's accused of beating up women. Mm. And that pisses me off. So if you're a Yankee fan who right now is saying, I want Bauer over Stroman, it has nothing to do with pitching or stats or anything you looked up, but it has to do with personality, I want you to think about that for a few minutes. Just ponder it. That is you, such a BS. No, it's not it. BS. Yeah. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Because you could be. What both. the hell has Marcus Stroman really done, bro? Compared to what Trevor Bauer is accused of be, doing. Tell me. You could be extremely bothered and disgusted by what Trevor Bauer did, and still understand. Unfortunately, because the way we think of his fans, from a baseball perspective, what Bauer did in his past has a likelihood of not being an ongoing distraction, even if what Strowman does is not as terrible of a person of being. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. And unfortunately in this town, when it comes to Araldis Chapman or Jose Reyes, we saw them commit disgusting acts, come back and pitch, and maybe we didn't wear their jerseys. Maybe we didn't buy their jerseys. Maybe we didn't applaud when they came in games. But we rooted for the laundry on the field, and ultimately those things didn't become distractions. We are rooting to limit distractions, and in this town, we've seen far too many vocal players become distractions, and that's exactly what Marcus Stroman is. Can we is. all just agree to bring in Jordan Montgomery? Yes! <laughs> yes! Can we all just do that? Bring yes. him in and <laughs> let him grow his beard. <laughs> yes, I agree. Yeah. That's how we settle this. Jordan Montgomery and Josh Hader and call it a day. This happened. You talked about it on the Fan. Odell Beckham Jr. made the catch with one hand for the touchdown. Wow, what a catch by the rookie. Ridiculous. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. 
Having ourselves a busy Wednesday here on The Fan, Evan and Tiki. We were at the Knicks game last night where they just dismantled the Portland Trailblazers in a non-competitive mess. And it did have me thinking. OG Ananobi has been such a great addition for the Knicks. And last night in uh, L.A., Emmanuel quickly had another big-time performance. He's played great for the Raptors. Mm -hmm. That this is really the ultimate win-win trade. It has been. And so a little bit later on, I'm bringing back a Cinco de Evo on the greatest New York win-win trades of all time. You like that one? Is that good? I like it a lot. Yeah. All New York based? All New York based. Okay. All right. So New York centric. Best win win trades of all I'm time. I think if there'll be any football. There is. There should be. Don't spoil the. You know what? I'm just thinking. No, Give us a hint. I'm just thinking. I'm not giving you a hint. Every sport will be included except for hockey. Dude, you, <laughs> just, next you just teased it, yeah. which means as a listener yeah. and as your listening par- par- partner <laughs> listening right next to you. Yeah. You want people to like, oh, okay, who would I put on that list? Okay, I will So give you- I just said what everybody else is thinking out loud. I just don't want you saying. I wasn't going to say Jack. All right. There is football represented, baseball's represented, basketball's represented. And it was tough. Mm, wow, no it was hockey. Very- there, was, there was a great hockey trade. There was, was no win for everybody. There was no hockey. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to do your own Cinco de Fivo or, you know, that's a Cinco de Fivo, mine's a Cinco de Evo. Yeah, yeah. On just... Win-win hockey trades? Be my guest. Are you aware they make trades in hockey? Mm. I am aware, yes. Give me one off the top of your head. Uh, the Philadelphia Flyers just traded uh, that that punk uh, away because he didn't want to play in Philly anymore. They're calling him based. J.D. Drew. New York Eric based. Lindros. New York base. Yeah. Go ahead, Sean. Uh, the Rangers tra- trading Brandon Davinsky and getting Rick Nash. Look at you. That's what got very nice. Look at you. That's very nice. That's a good job out of you. You can drink your malt-based seltzer drinks. Thank you. You know, I'm tired of being called out for you on drinking. You know, I, I am curious about this. So last night we're in this beautiful suite. Uh-huh. We all had a drink, and you seem to be very, very judgy. Yes, specifically on Sean's alcohol. Oh, I'm choices. judgy about things like that. You sing karaoke with me? I'm judgy. I'll pull you <laughs> off the stage in a second if you suck. <laughs> when you wow. drink a fruity drink, guess what? I ain't down with it. Do you know what I drink? Uh, yeah, but I, you know, I kind of. It had tiki on it, so I had to like. <laughs> I think he also already expects less of you as a man. Yeah. Well, I, I made a confession to Sean that I'll make on the air because I, I have to own it. So I have this beverage, and I forgot what it was. It tasted like a pina colada. I, I, I think it was that. a canned Mai Tai. It was a canned yes. Mai Tai, whatever I, it was. I actually have the picture because oh, I, I took the photo last That's time, right. Yeah. And I sent it to the group. That's right. It is a, it is a canned tiki rum. <laughs> okay. Tiki, tiki rum Mai Tai. Yeah. So I'm having this Tiki rum Mai Tai, and I'm about 75% to the drink, and Sean is sitting next to me. So it's me and Sean, Lugie, and Tiki right behind us. And I kind of move over to Sean and say, I got to tell you something. And Sean's like, what's up? I said, I'm such a lightweight. I'm already feeling it. And Sean's like, are you serious? I said, yeah. I don't drink very often. My wife will tell you. I have like a half a beer. I'm already feeling it. And I'm responsible, driving home. So I knew I was one and done. I had that one drink. I was out. Yeah. I'm and not I, a man. And I was drinking out. more water than an alpaca after that. <laughs> <laughs> I was. And I, I, it sucks, but it's the reality. Like, I cannot handle my booze. Yeah. And meanwhile, I'm announcing for election in 2019 because I had so many president days. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. But you're, you're the opposite of me. You're all man. And you can handle your alcohol. I cannot handle my alcohol at all. By the way. Wink Martindale and Brian Dayball finally divorced, if you're just tuning in. This has been a bizarre 48 hours between Dayball and Martindale, and I have come to this conclusion now that the breakup has occurred. 
I think both parties come across very, very bad. Mm. That's the way I look at it. I did not like the way this was handled on Monday with Dayball and Shane, specifically Dayball saying we intend on having Wink coming back, knowing full well they were going to fire his assistants, knowing full well Wink's a hothead who's going to lose his mind, knowing full well there would be some kind of standoff, which there was, and they finally made peace if you're just tuning in. Wink can go sign anywhere now as a defensive coordinator. The Giants do not owe him the $3 million for next year. But it's just one of those ugly situations. And here's the one thing I'm worried about. I'm worried about this because I feel this way about presidents. I don't like when presidents hire someone in their administration and then fire that person in the administration and just kill that person. It's like, well, but you hired that person. Yeah. Like, so my question to you, because I genuinely don't know the answer. And it worked well a year ago. Right. So it's not like this was terrible and toxic from moment one. It had a shelf life. But here's what I don't know. And you can answer this for me because this will help formulate how I view this. If Brian Dable hired Wink Martindale, well, then Brian Dable needs to be better at picking the right people to hire and picking him up as saying, well, Brian Dable's the poor innocent guy. Look how Bean Wink was. He went rogue and he did this with his defense. No, no, yeah. he hired him. So when the New York Giants hired Joe Shane and Brian Dable and then a staff was put together, did Brian Dable hire Wink Martindale or did John Mara hire Wink Martindale? No, I think it w- I think it was Dabes who hired him, but I think it felt like the perfect situation because Dabes being an offensive coach hires Mike Kafka. He gives almost immediately up the play calling. Right, mm-hmm. we heard this before the season started. Even though there's a lot of questions, because that's what he did in Buffalo, and that's what he was really good at, as well as forming or molding, I should say, Josh Allen as a quarterback. So it felt like. He's all in on the offense. You get this side right. Let me go get this experienced D.C. whose resume is beyond reproach, and we're going to bring him in, and he can handle and do whatever he's going to do on that side of the ball. It's almost like having a joint head coach. You know what I mean? Who Head coach of the offense, head coach of the defense. Now, I think the issue became philosophically – they didn't mesh on what to do on game day. It's it's actually been so confusing that some even the beat writers are have messed up what actually went on on sidelines, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think the challenge with the personality came to a head, and now we're starting to get players potentially speaking out about this. And because Kayvon Thibodeau put on, what was that, Twitter or he, Instagram? Yeah, he, he tweeted in the last 10 right, minutes. The last 10 minutes, something along the lines of... He I, needs to start a podcast. I have all the right, dirt or is. whatever. So like, we're going to hear what went on. Like We're going to find out. And then I think from there, we can judge who was at fault. Not that it matters because it's over already. But yeah, Dave's has to take some of the culpability, like the accountability. It was his For high. this not working it out. It was his hire. It definitely was his hire. Okay. That's what I'm curious about because I don't want it to be portrayed. It feels like we go into camps. I blame Dayball. I blame Martindale. I've been harsh on Dayball, but the Mm -hmm. truth is I think both parties come across bad. Both parties look, uh, they they didn't handle this well. What are you making a face, Sean? Because I was just going to add You're about to become the Giants show? Go ahead. No, it's not a Giants show. Actually, go show for the Giants. It's anti-Dayball for a second if you want to say. Oh, very nice. (laughs) Dayball also had no problem the last year and a half taking bows about his openness on hiring a guy like Wink and others who he had no affiliation with. Like Mm -hmm. That was like a lot of things given credit to Dayball was, wow, you didn't just stick with your guys. You did a broad thing. So if he wanted to take the bows for that, I don't want to hear now that that was forced on him. Right. No, no. And and that's where you deserve blame. Like, you brought the guy in. Yeah. You know, if the guy turned out to and go rogue on you. And I got to tell you, it is one of the hardest things to do as a as a head coach. especially. And, but Dave's has been around for a long time, 
right? Assistants, both in college at Alabama, under Saban, and the NFL, and multiple stops, including the New England Patriots. But it's sometimes hard to, to fill out your staff. And you're right, Sean. I remember reading some of those stories about how they went about filling out the staff. I mean, everybody would be in on the interviews. It's like whoever was already on staff, all right, we're going to interview Mike Grow, who's who's trying who's trying to be the wide receiver coach or whoever whoever whatever position coach you want to talk about. Patrick Graham was Patrick, interviewed. Yeah, Patrick Graham, etc. Um I I think, you know, where this got a little bit off the rails a little bit is Pat, the Giants, I think, wanted Patrick Graham to stay. In fact, I know they wanted him to stay, even if he didn't get the head coaching. I job. think they publicly said they wanted but, him to stay. But right? the fact that they he, he didn't they he knew he wasn't going to get hired as the head coach. Right, he left and went to Vegas, and where he still Vegas. is. And now the Giants have interest in bringing him back. Right, and he's no, no, he left. Yeah, when Pierce took over, he was not the DC. Anymore. Oh, he's not. We, I no, read no, the, he is. Yeah, he is. Sure? I think you're yeah, wrong yeah, about that because still, I read this morning. Yeah, he's still the DC. Because in fact, there's some people in Vegas who think that. Patrick Graham should be interviewed as much for a okay. head coaching vacancy as Antonio Pierce, who was the interim. Gotcha. So okay. and, and also the Raiders, this is what I read this morning, are not letting him interview for lateral jobs because yeah. they want to give the new head coach, whether it's Antonio or someone else, the ability to keep him. To, to, to keep him. So he's still there, but that's a guy the Giants would have interest in. it. Yeah. But as of right now, they're not going to have permission to interview him for those reasons that we laid out. Agreed. Even though Antonio Pierce is getting interviews elsewhere. Well, and speaking of interviews, Wink might have another landing spot as a DC. Mike Kafka is apparently going to interview with the Titans for their head coaching job. Huh. Or but the, would you assume that Wink and Mike Kafka have a good relationship? No, I'm just saying. If, <laughs> I wouldn't. I, who knows? But if Kafka, maybe Kafka, you know, butted heads. We know there was reports of that too. So when the Giants start over two years ago. And they hire Brian Dable, and they hire Joe Shane. There's this clean slate. There's mm-hmm. this idea of all right, they're starting over. They inherited. Something of a mess. Not right. a complete mess because they had talent. And now we begin anew. And in year one, you couldn't have asked for more. I mean, honestly, the Giants make the playoffs. The Giants win a playoff game. Oh, my God. It goes so well. They keep Daniel Jones. Everything looking good. Year two happens, and it's not a good year. No. I mean, no one could argue that. It was, it was not a good season. Yep. And what's concerning is that year three feels like such a transition year now. Because good point. we don't know who the D.C. is. The OC may be gone. We don't know about the quarterback. And a transition year in year three of an administration, that's not how you draw it up. No, it's Usually not. by year three, it's like, ooh, everything's coming together. No, by year three, you've got your quarterback throwing for 4,500 yards. You've drafted an accent, two accent offensive pieces, and you're in the wild card round hosting a game, a la the Detroit Lions. Yeah. That's year three of Dan Campbell and, and Brad Holmes up in Detroit. It's not what year three is going to be for the New York Giants. That's why so, it's such an odd year right, three. So, so as good as it felt a year ago, it now feels kind of in limbo. It does. Well, it also means they're also victims for having such a successful, such a successful year You're one. not wrong right. about that, by the way. Like a part of, it's weird to think this, but a part of what's led to this awkwardness of year three being a transition year is how good they were in year one. Mm-hmm. It led to Daniel Jones being extended. It led to us feeling maybe better about this team than we should have coming into this season. It's just we're headed towards an offseason, and it's a transition offseason, too, in which the Giants need to hire a defensive coordinator. We'll see if they need to hire an offensive coordinator. We'll see. I'd be surprised if Mike Kafka gets a head coaching job, if we're being honest. I know there's seven openings, but really? He took a ton of interviews last year. Though. Yeah, so what about another this? cycle? Of- but a lot of it's based on success. Well, but hold on, well, though. Because, I mean, well, uh, you know, you don't necessarily – you can be a great coordinator – 
and not a good head coach and vice versa. Maybe he's more equipped to be a great head coach than he How often do guys get head coaching jobs after a year as a coordinator in which their offense or defense is in the bottom five of the league? How often yeah, does that happen? Not very often. Because what, what's what's happening now is that you're getting your head coach because of the the tree that he comes from. Like that feels like what's happening. And it used to just be the offensive guy that you were talking about. But now the defensive guy, like Mike uh, D'Amico Ryans, who I think should win coach of the year for what, I mean, the Texans were supposed to win three games max. And then they, they won the division. Now, part of that was because the Jacksonville Jaguars collapsed, but that's neither here nor there. Right. But he also comes from a Kyle Shanahan tree. And I only say that because he pulled the offensive coordinator from Kyle Shanahan's tree. And so you have a rookie um, quarterback who's who just came from a, a, a system where they also had to train a rookie quarterback and Brock Purdy out in San Francisco and D'Amico Ryans, it, it, he fits the bill perfectly. But it's because of the tree that he came from and who he brought with him as his offensive coordinator. Let's go to Jim and West Harrison. How are you, Jim? Can you tell me how dumb can WSN hosts be? <laughs> That's such a loaded question. Let's okay, see. well, I'll, I'll give you three prime examples. All Number right. one, one, one host doesn't know that Trump is running for president. Okay, can I address another, that for a second before another you host, continue? Another host, another, another host, another host, all right, fine, go another, ahead. Just another, host, another host doesn't know what a Chiron is, who's been in the business since he was a child. Okay. <laughs> another, I'll address that too. Another, <laughs> another host, <laughs> another host is a rat, is a rat. He ratted out a coach, a coach who's his buddy. He oh, bad job no. by me. Okay, right. <laughs> Let me address all three. First of all, I know what a Chiron is. Yes. The reason I asked he is asked that as the audience. Member. Yes, I asked for the audience because Tiki used a word that just I'm like, not sure how many people in the audience know what it means. Just like I ask who could be on your list of best win-win trades. That's right. Sean and I had no uh, idea what a Chiron was. We thought, that's a lie. He's a running back for the Rams. Kyron Williams. <laughs> Kyron Williams, who's actually pretty damn By good. By the way, why does everything need a fancy word? Just call it a lower third. A lower, what? 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 Yeah. A Chiron. Yeah. What's a lower it's a third? Lower th- what's a lower third? By the way, if, if that was actually the word that you wanted to use, you'd have to make it like the lower tenth. Because it's not a third of the screen. All right. We're getting into the the, the details here. (laughs) Bottom line is, I ask that for the audience. So I excuse myself as being a complete moron. Number two. Sal. Joe is, I'll address Sal in a second. Joe is not a rat. He just was like, hey, you know, bro, and then Salad throws me this. Like, he's not thinking about that. Bad job by me. Oh, I don't think he likes Zach Wilson. Guess what? Zach Wilson's not going to be there next year. So Joe might have been right. Now, number three. All right. (laughs) I think Sal's an honest guy. All right, I like Sal. I like Sal Licata. And I understand that Sal and I have had discussions about politics and life, and he admits, I know nothing about politics. Like, he's admitted that. And I believe that. But for him to say on the air yesterday, I did not know, A, Donald Trump was running for president. Nestor Cortez. And B, that he's allowed to because he lost four years ago. I call BS. Justin Jefferson. I call BS. I think he was just playing dumb. Mm. I, that's that is so. This is the first time I'll ever say this about Sal because I think he's a truthful guy. I think he was lying to all of you. Mm. Do you agree with me? Because by accident, how you would you, know that Donald you, Trump's running for president. Not know. Does he know who the current president is? Of course he does. There's certain things in the world that you just know. Like Sean's a dummy. Like let, let's use Sean as an example because. There are things I'm interested in, and I admit, I love politics. The Iowa caucuses are in, like, a couple of days. I'm pumped up. I can't mm-hmm. wait. So I'm a geek. So let's go to moron number one, Sean Morash. Thanks. Sean, do you know who the president is? 
Joseph Biden. Do you know who the... This is a tricky one now. Do you know who the vice president is? Kamala Harris. Okay. Wow. Do you know who the past president was? Donald Trump. Do you know who his vice president was? Michael Pence. Okay. Those things everybody knows. And if Do Sean you, knows it, then everybody should if know. If Sean knows it, Sal <laughs> knows it. Do you know if there's an election coming up? Okay, so I do now. <laughs> Not that I knew that a presidential... I thought that we were another year away from the presidential you election. You thought it was in 2025? It wasn't until Monday that you had brought it up in the year, and I turned to look at it. I'm like, we're doing it at the end of this year? <laughs> I just, really did. I, you just forgot the year the, the calendar flipped. No, Are you still I still writing 2023 on your checks? No, here's the thing. I know when the Olympics fall, I wasn't sure about the years. I just forgot what year it was. And also, I know these things take, drag out and take forever. You, The caucuses, the primaries, the this, your sister's mm. ass, and that, and blah, blah, blah. You know what? So I didn't think we had enough time between now and November to figure this out. You know what? I take it back, Sal. Sal probably didn't know. <laughs> if Sean is that dumb that he didn't know there was an election coming up this year, then you know what? Maybe Sal was dumb enough to mm. not even know that Trump was running. But I know that Trump's in the mix. I know it's oh, Trump. You know that. <laughs> no, but I know like that's he wants Can to be the Republican candidate. One other Republican Ron candidate. DeSantis. Mm. Oh, look at holy crap. Can mm. you name another? No. What if I told uh, you I DM him frequently? There's a, there's Chris a, Christie. Uh, <laughs> how about the female? Uh, how about the female? <laughs> Sandra. No. 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 I got no. Do I have the right first name on somebody no, you're thinking of? You're not even close. Harris? <laughs> That's the vice president. <laughs> Nikki Haley, by the way. Oh, okay. uh, you know what? Based on this conversation, I guess I should take back what I said about Sal. It's possible he didn't right. know Trump was running. Yes. Okay. Hey, Sean, give us your opinion on if you think Biden should be primary. <laughs> that means he doesn't get the auto bid as the Democratic <laughs> candidate. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Automatic <laughs> bid right into the final yeah. four. Let's go to Adam and center reach. What's up, Adam? What's going on, guys? Uh, okay, listen. Uh, coming in hot. I got two. I got two quick uh, podcast ideas. One longer, one shorter. First one, Tiki. What's up? You and me, Giants Doctor Who podcast. Oh, I guarantee you be the only one. Dude. We'll get into that. We'll get into that another time. That'd be amazing, Evan. <laughs> yes, Evan. Yeah. This ties into the conversation from the other day about Max and WWE. Mm-hmm. Okay, so first of all. I think you should do a podcast, you, with Tiki, with Joe, and with Craig, you and all your partners. Now, Talking for you to react what? to that, but I don't know, but, 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 but Craig's kid's singing. I don't know. But, so, <laughs> okay. Well, his kids are pretty so, talented. Yeah, yeah. So, but, but tying it into that other conversation, Yeah. so for those of you who don't Evan, you undersell it. The, the thing with WWE, and I'm not saying it is or isn't better, is just you know, it's not just the the Summer Slams, the you know, all the pay per views, all the Raws. There is so much side stuff if you're into wrestling. Like Evan, I remember they used to do the round tables, like yeah. Taz and Jr. Those guys, they would just like sit down. Adam, Adam, I know the WWE Network is awesome, but here's the problem. And I mentioned this yesterday. If you're curious why he's bringing this up, we were talking about streaming services because obviously we have a football game coming up Saturday Peacock. night. That's on Peacock, which the WWE Network is a part of. And I brought up HBO Max, which has other things, including the big library of HBO shows. And I said. I think more people would want WWE Network as part of Peacock than they would want HBO Max. And Tiki disagreed, yeah. and Sean disagreed. Well, you and gotta I, get Max, dude. And I put it out there as a poll on social media, and I got dominated. So is. I have to accept my election defeat 
We lost by a lot. Yeah, just Breaking don't, news. Don't brush over it. So there's still an hour left to vote if you haven't voted yet. HBO Max is winning 83%, WWE <laughs> Network 17%. Yeah, we still have time. And that is a tweet to a wrestling audience, by <laughs> the way. Right. HBO Max is the Knicks. Network is the Trailblazers. And by the way, happy 25th anniversary to the Sopranos today as well. Nice. You broke the glass for, for a reason. Is there a reason? That's, no, that was that, the reason. No, your partner... Tiki yes. M. Barber. I said break Tiki the glass. Aloysius Barber. When did Giants all-time leading rusher. He got in the ear back here and told Tommy, break the glass and give us an update on the poll. Tiki, oh. Tom- <laughs> Tiki Thomas Jefferson. Barber. Aloysius <laughs> Barber. Yeah. Tiki Doctor I did who... go to the University yeah. of Virginia. Yeah, you've told us now four right. times. You're starting to pass Syracuse guys right. by telling us where you went. And you know what? You know why I had Presidente last night? Because the president... Malcolm Brogdon there it was is. playing the Knicks. Yeah, he also he didn't play the Knicks last night. He no-showed. What a crap effort right. by Malcolm Brogdon. Points. By the way, I think the entire Blazer team no-showed. <laughs> well, because what I said to you yesterday was that they beat the Nets on Sunday. They partied Sunday night. They spent all day in Manhattan on Monday. And you partied were Monday night. And you were correct. And they would be ill-prepared to play a basketball game on Tuesday. And uh, the Knicks are better, too, by the way. Yeah, the Trevor's that scrubs. The best thing about the night is that Sean missed the parlay by one three-pointer. That is true. Yeah, thanks, Anthony Simons. The, one. The the best part about the night was we all – you didn't because you don't partake in gambling, and I respect that. We bet the first basket. And, like, all of us came together without even knowing that the Nick player we were going to pick for first basket was Dante DiVincenzo. That was our guy. I also then went with Scoot Henderson on Portland side. Ten to one was DiVincenzo. Ten to one. So we all make this bet, and on the first play of the game, Portland turns it over. Right, Hartenstein gets out out jumped, and we're like, oh, there it goes. Portland wins the jump ball, <laughs> and it's turned over by Dante DiVincenzo, who goes in for an easy dunk. And I, as a Nick hater, jumped up in excitement, <laughs> and it was awesome. the only time in my life I high-fived people after a Nick dunk. You can be bought. That's what that proves. Uh, you can be bought. You'll root for the Knicks when it's money great, in your pocket. Kind of a great moment. It was a great it moment. It was like genuine celebration by Evan about a Nick basket. He was so happy. Now, remember, he said he was a little tipsy on half a Mai Tai. Uh, and that, was that true. the most you've ever celebrated in the Garden? Well, yes. No, 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 no. I had my moments. The Nets had some great wins against the Knicks over the years. But it was the most I celebrated a Nick moment. Little did I know that 2 nothing would be the game. <laughs> because from that moment on, the Knicks just whipped some ass. And yeah. speaking of the Knicks. Yeah, we got to apologize, by the way, to James Dolan, because we really tried to stay for the whole thing. We truly tried to stay. <laughs> I actually sat down. Loogie had some friends in the, in the in the suite, and Sean was doing whatever Sean was doing. And I sat down next to Evan, and I was like, man, this is cool, right? We're sitting here front row in the suite. You know, can you tell me the math? On uh, when we should leave, like when it's mathematically impossible, yeah. and he starts going into the show, and it gets to like four minutes, and it's like twenty something points, and then it was like bam, bam, two three pointers. We're like, all right, we're out. Yeah, yeah. four and a half minutes to go, thirty point game, we can leave. Yeah. I walked out with six minutes left at the front gate. Was Emily Ratajkowski still banging on the door? <laughs> That's funny. Now, OG Ananobi obviously played great. He Does made he have a, a bunch white of T-shirt on. It was. It was <laughs> I'm rainy. sure it was a rainy night. <laughs> that's, that's what he's thinking about. Me too. OG Adenobi played great. Not only did he hit like four or five corner threes, yeah. he played great defense. He actually created his own shot, had mm-hmm. a couple of jams. OG played great. And it had me thinking watching the game. And I've said this prior to the game, but certainly the last few days, how this trade is going to go down as the ultimate win-win for both sides. Nick fans are obviously thrilled, and you don't give a crap about the Raptors, nor should you. You don't need to care that Emmanuel Quickly's played incredibly well, and since the trade is averaging 19-6-5. and five. But he is, shooting 43% from three. And I'm not doing that to troll you. I'm doing that to tell you this really is a win-win trade. And R.J. Barrett... 
is back home in Canada, mm-hmm. and he's going to excel as well. This is the ultimate win-win. So I started thinking to myself, what are the best win-win trades in the history of New York sports? So, ladies and gentlemen, a Cinco de Evo. Cinco de Evo on Evan and Tiki on the fan. <laughs> Brilliant voiceover work there. Oh, that's awesome. Number five. You got the number five ready? One second. N- nope. Number five. Nick fans, you may not want to admit this. The mellow trade. Oh. It's true. I, I, I don't think anybody remembers what went back. Well, Danilo Gallinari went back. Okay. Wilson Chandler went back. Timothy Moskov went back. So the Nuggets had some success, but they also got a future first-round pick in that trade. Mm. That future first-round pick, Jamal Murray. Mm. For Nick fans, he got mellow. Dude, you guys weren't winning anything with Wilson Chandler and Danilo Gallinari anyway. There are some Nick fans who don't look back at that trade as a win. They're like, ah, mellow. Well, you guys are crazy. The younger Nick fan appreciates that trade. It worked for Denver. It worked for the Knicks. And that's why it's number five. Number four. Yoenis Cespedes for Michael Fulmer. Hear me out on this. Hmm. Yoenis comes to the New York Mets. The Mets win the division. The Mets win the pennant. Cespedes a main reason why. Michael Fulmer was the top prospect that went to back to Detroit the following year. Rookie of the year. The year after that, all-star. The year after that, he fell off the face of the earth. Well, so did Cespedes. So both franchises were able to get a couple of good years out of both guys, and that's why Yoannis for Fulmer is number four. Number three. That sounds win-win, lose-lose. (laughs) Kind of. Just saying. This is another one that's going to bother some Jet fans, but the Keyshawn Johnson trade. Like, what are we talking about? I know that at the time... I was not thrilled about trading Keyshawn Johnson for a future first round. It pick. definitely won for the Bucks. It won for the Bucks. They won the Super Bowl. That's easy. John Abraham, Anthony Becht, the Jets ended up having four first round picks that year, including Sean Ellis and Chad Pennington. The Jets had a little bit of success. And you can't tell me they would have been better off not making that trade and keeping Keyshawn around. So as much as I liked Keyshawn and I didn't want to make the trade at the time, if we look back at the win for Tampa and the win for us, Win-win. Now, before you continue, we are three win-win trades in, and the cities of Tampa Bay and Denver have resulted championship parades as part of these trades, and the New York City is <laughs> That's not. That's a good point. Why don't you just wait? That's a good point. Why don't you just wait? Number two. A roll this Chapman for Glaber Torres. Again, yeah. one city gets the championship, not us. Huh. But think about it. A roll this Chapman goes to Chicago. He's a big part of the Cubs winning the World Series and breaking the curse. He then leaves to come back to the New York Yankees, where certainly he didn't have all great moments, but was a pretty good closer for a bunch of years. And you guys get Glaber Torres, who's still on your team, even if half your fan base hates him. No championship. No championship thus far, but you have to admit, win-win. Yeah. Yeah, I love that homer you have to Altuve in the LCS. Oh, come on. It's a (laughs) win-win. Again, I'm seeing a championship elsewhere. There was no banging on the uh, trash can. Number one. There's a championship. Eli Manning for Phillip Rivers. Let's go. I mean, come on. Like, seriously. If you go to San Diego, to the real Charger fan, they will fight you, and they will tell you Phillip Rivers was better than Eli Manning. And they will cite stats, and they will cite numbers, and you really can't even argue it. Your only retort will be Super Bowl championships. How many Super Bowls did Phillip Rivers play? And that's a great retort. That's the ultimate win-win. The Chargers have their Hall of Fame quarterback. You guys have your Hall of Fame quarterback. Plus, you get your two Super Bowls. Eli Manning for Phillip Rivers, the ultimate New York win-win trade. You know why it's not win-win? Because when you go to San Diego, there's no longer a football team. Well, that's... <laughs> Philip Rivers wasn't quite good enough. 
<laughs> and keep them there. And by the way, you great setup off of yesterday's open. The Giants trade a boatload. Do you know who else the Chargers end up getting out of that? Who else are they getting that trade? Sean, Sean Merriman, Merriman yeah. right. Yes. Nate Kading, their kicker. Yep. The Giants entered the next year with all those holes to fill and only four draft picks, none of which in the first round. Corey Webster, Justin Tuck, Brandon Jacobs were three of their four picks. Not bad, right? Yeah, that is a win-win. A that's few, a double win-win. So that would you agree that's the number one win-win trade in the history of New York? No doubt. Yeah. Thank Give you me that much. hockey one again. I'm just kidding. Yeah, what was your hockey? I had two that I just I just missed the list on. Charles Oakley for Bill Cartwright was a good one, though. Like, that's a good one because the Knicks fans got the Oak man who they love, and Bill Cartwright just wasn't a great fit next to Patrick. He goes to Chicago, right. wins in Chicago. Like, that is – I was going to put that in. I was just like, eh. I don't want to squeeze it in, but I give you a little honorable mention. So there's your. I don't. I don't think people enough of the younger audience would have remembered how good he was in Chicago. So there you go. I made the right decision. You did. <laughs> That's what you're saying. They did. We'll come back and get back to your calls at 877-337-6666. That's the toll-free telephone number. Plus, we got playoff games on the Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. I was curious. Where are the hottest tickets this weekend? The results and the prices may surprise you. We'll get to it coming up. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.